hope you like that one better than the electric piano. If you like that electric one better, there's something wrong. So, you're just not a purist, right? So, amen. <sighs> well, I have a whole list of things on my phone of uh, sayings in Australia that are just the funniest things of I just, I got a real kick out of it. So every time somebody would say something, I said, hold on a minute, I'd get my phone out and I'd say, okay, say that again. And I'd have to type it out and see what it meant. And they explained it to me. And uh, boy, there's some really funny, funny sayings. And uh, one of the funniest ones in my brother's church, uh, a lot of Filipinos, you know, and uh, the little Filipino song leader guy. I say little, I mean, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I towered over him. I was like, Ooh. you know, I was feeling pretty pretty big about myself. And uh, But they don't say, stand up. And if you're wondering why Alan says, find your gold hymnal, because we've always had a red one and a gold one. So, right, or not always, but uh, we don't have the red ones around. Somebody might say, be saying, well, yeah, I know it's gold. Well, some will know it's gold, right? And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, anyway, uh, so they don't just say, oh, Find your songbook and let's stand. They say, he said, let us be upstanding. And I'm like, let us be upstanding. Is that like outstanding? And, but that's how they say it. Let us be upstanding. And everybody stands up. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're standing up. And that was kind of neat. I like that. And so I'm not going to adopt that because it will not fit here at all. And uh, so that was really good. Thank you for your prayers. And um, uh, one of these days here, I'll give you a little update. And our missionaries got a good, spend a good few days with the Shropes and preach there and uh, just had a wonderful time and uh, they're doing they're doing a good job I'm telling you it's a hard field it's a hard field the Australians they don't need God they don't need him we went uh, door knocking I went door knocking with my brother on a Saturday and one of the kids that came with us all he has is a stack of tracks about 16 or 17 different languages in one street only one street uh, Burma Burma Vietnam Thailand an Aussie, poof, door shuts, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, um, it's very diverse, and you have to figure out what language they speak to give them a tract, you know, and uh, you're pretty limited that way, and uh, what, a, what a wonderful thing, and this is what I learned, and don't forget this, the gospel works wherever it's preached in the world, it works, amen, and uh, it'll work here too, and it does, and uh, we don't want to, you can get depressed sometimes, discouraged, and watching the condition of our country, and watching how things are going, and almost come to the wrong conclusion, you're flying upside down when you come to this conclusion, like the gospel doesn't work anymore, right? Uh, no, that's, that's a wrong conclusion, you need to get right back up, upright, and, uh, and just get out and keep preaching it. And so, let's look at Joshua chapter 2, uh, Brother Jim read our text for us this morning, I, th- this verse is one of these verses that uh, I think I'm, that is always uh, just ready on my mind. I think it's such a a, a poignant picture. It's such a, a powerful uh, picture of God's mind and God's heart uh, for what He wants to do. And over in Second Chronicles sixteen nine, you know the background of that. Asa was king. He did a great thing for God, and uh, the 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 prophet came to him and had some had some words for him. And in Second Chronicles 16.9, he said, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself mighty on beh- in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. 
And we've known this and we see this. God is always looking for somebody. He's looking for an individual whose heart is right with him, who wants to be used by him. Watch, so he can do a work through them, right? God is spirit, right? God is spirit. They that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And if God is going to work and do a work, he works through us. He works through people. He works through his children. And uh, he's always looking for people to work through because God works through people. Amen? That's not very difficult, right? And, uh, and so uh, when people see God working, when the world sees God working through us, they come to God. Which, right, that's ultimately the goal we're looking at. Amen? We ultimately, I know this got moved over. All right. Don't make me use that. It's right there. God's ultimate goal is that the world comes to Him. Amen? He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Right? He, uh, we are not Calvinists in here. Uh, we do not believe those doctrines of devils. Absolutely not. And uh, God is willing that, that all would come to Him. And He does His work through you and I. He does His work through His uh, people. In Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Right? As some men count slackness, but as long suffering to us word, what is it going to say? You know this, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I want to look at this subject this morning in Joshua chapter 2. And uh, this subject, here's my title this morning When the world, when the world sees our God. When the world sees our God. You see here in Joshua chapter 2, Moses has died. Joshua is now in, uh, in charge now of taking the children of Israel the rest of the way into the promised land. And he's about to meet one of his first obstacles and one of the first directives that he's going to uh, that he's going to give out. And uh, I think I know how uh, God did the long day. I've been always, you know, there's a lot of books written on Joshua's long day and how God did that. And there's a pretty famous one that came out for a while. You probably have it. And it was really totally debunked uh, not too long after that. But uh, I, I think he flew on an airplane from Los Angeles to Sydney because I don't know where Tuesday went. I have no idea. I got a whole long day somehow. Well, coming home, I got two Wednesdays somehow. And, uh, but uh, I don't know how he did it, but obviously he did something, right? And Joshua is here, and, he, and, he's, and he's in charge now. He's getting ready to go forward into the land. And what he does here in chapter 2, we come up to the scene, and he is sending out two spies to go into the land to uh, just check it out, right? Now, now, now Joshua's got some wisdom, right? He was, he was with the last committee. That went into the land. He was one of the uh, of the ten that went the last time, right? Or the twelve, I should say, because I keep thinking of the song: ten were bad and two were good, right? And uh, and he was with that last committee that didn't work, and uh, he came out of there. And, uh, and uh, the, you know what happened. They said, oh, it's great. The giants are big. The, there's milk and honey and the land is great, but the giants are big. And everybody cried and whined and moaned. And they wandered around the wilderness for another 38 or 39 years or something like that. And, uh, but Joshua and Caleb, as we know, were the ones that said, no, let's go in. God's given it to us, right? And uh, here he is this time. And uh, he's, uh, he, he's ready to go in again. Let, let me just say this in passing. Let me just say this. Joshua and Caleb believed God. They were ready to go into the promise, right? But listen, they had to wait 40 years. And it wasn't their fault. 
And sometimes, listen, sometimes God has given you a promise and he's given you a word. And there's some things that you've been holding on to that you are, are, are positive from the word of God and from the preaching of the word of God. That God has given you some promises and you're saying, hey, where are they? What is going on? Can I, can I encourage you this morning? Sometimes uh, some dead wood needs to get out of your life first. Some people that hold you back, God has got to get out of the life first. Hey, I think this happens in churches. It happens a lot. I mean, churches, there are some people in churches, they had a, a mind to move forward. Forward. They had a mind to grow. They had a mind to be more, uh, um, uh, more present in their community. And just two <laughs> said no, right? Two said no. And it holds the whole thing up for another 10, 15 years, right? And God wanted to do something the whole time. And some of those that are coming along, uh, when, the, when God does finally move, they've realized God had to move a lot of dead, dead weight off before he could do what he wanted to do. Don't get discouraged in the promise that God's given you. Just stay with him. Amen. He's got a plan. And uh, this is where Joshua is now. That he's in charge. They're getting ready to go through. And uh, what we see here, I noticed this here. Joshua isn't sending spies into the land to see if they should go in. He was already convinced of that. He was only sending the spies in, and only two this time, not ten, just two, to see how they were going to do it, to see how they were going to do it. He already had the promise of God, right? And uh, I, I wonder if he might have sent some spies, maybe he sent the spies in, the two of men, just to, a little, their report would be a little bit of an encouragement to the people. We're going to see here in our text, it is going to become an encouragement to the people, and it's going to be helpful for them. But Joshua has learned his lesson from the past, uh, from, from the previous lessons, and uh, I tell you, he's moving forward here in wisdom. And can I tell you this? Don't, don't let this slip away. Hold on to this. We'll see this later in the message. But uh, the world notices when we move in wisdom. They're watching. They're watching. Can I remind you that the Queen of Sheba made a pretty long trip to come out to check out Solomon? Because he, she said the half, she got there and she said the half hasn't even been told me of your wisdom and the happiness of your people and the greatness of your kingdom. Watch this, she said, the way you ascend up into the temple and the way you come down. I mean, she was watching their worship. She was watching how they love God. Listen to me, listen to me. Oh, the lost world comes into a church and when they see a bunch of frowning faces and a bunch of people that are just like, whatever. Come on now, they're watching that. You know what they do? They walk out and say, well, that's not for me, right? I can find more somewhere else. I'm telling you, the Queen of Sheba saw it. She noticed, listen, the, the wisdom of Solomon went far and wide. And I, I believe the wisdom of God and the lives of his children ought to go far and wide. And I'm telling you, the world sees it. They're watching it. And here he is. Joshua is, is getting ready to send these spies into, uh, into Jericho. Notice verse 1. Would you please, and Joshua the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Whoa. How would that go over at the next fellowship meeting that you go to? So where'd you stay? Oh, I'm just staying over here at the harlot's house. <laughs> That'd be weird, right? Yeah, that'd get around. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so here they are, staying, staying in this, this harlot's house. Why would they do this? Why would they do this? I had to think this through, right? Because I'm like that, right? I'm pretty analytical. Right? I think here's a really simple answer, actually. 
in this type of a pagan city, who would question a couple guys going into some harlot's house? Could you imagine them walking out to the middle of the city? Hey, I got a couple questions. Where's the easiest way to penetrate this wall? Anybody have an idea? <laughs> like, what? Who are you? Oh, no, no worries. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. They, they just can't go around asking questions, right? Yeah. Here, here's another thing. We know this. Her house was on the wall of the city, right? They didn't have to go into the city very far. Now, we know this. They were still, they, they were still noticed. But could you imagine if they got any further in the city? They'd have never got out. I mean, there's some wisdom going on here and how they're trying to uh, get into this place. And, uh, and, uh, and you, you notice here that uh, really, I think, uh, wisdom and leadership flow downward. Joshua's moving in wisdom. We can see it in the people that he sends out. They're moving in wisdom. I'll tell you this, if you have great employees, you have a great owner. If you've got good, good people under you, you have, you have somebody on top that's good. It flows down. There's a store here I love in town. If you, and I've mentioned this years ago, but if you ever have to go rent something, go to Handy. This is a shameless plug, I know, but go to Handyman Rental. I love that place. I just think some days I'm like, what can I rent today? I just want to go see these guys, you know? They're awesome. And it, listen, it's indicative of the owner. I mean, they're great. It's a great place to go to. And uh, so here these men are. Let's go back here. They're hiding out in this harlot's house, and they came to realize something. Would you notice what they realized? Look at verse 8. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof, and she said unto the men, catch this, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. What? I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror, your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Don't you think the spies are going, man, I can't wait to get back with this. I mean, I mean you talk about encouragement. This is one. You talk about confirmation. I love when confirmation comes in. Some of you that preach, that have pastored in the past, and sometimes you got a, you're at a meeting and you got a special message you think that you ought to preach, and it, it isn't wonderful when confirmation comes maybe through a song service or somebody says something. It's tying into what you're about to preach, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is confirmation. I love it. Boy, they're getting confirmation right here. And she said, uh, look at this, and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you, for we have heard how, watch this, the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. How many miles away was this? How many years earlier? We're talking almost 40 years earlier. They've been wandering for a while now, folks. The Jericho, I mean, now you know know, how long it's been around, but Jericho was well aware of what happened with the Red Sea by this time. That, and watch, they, they, here's what they attributed it to. They said, God did it. God did it. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did under the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sion and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. Look at verse 11. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. If you have an opportunity, you can underline that. Because of you. Don't let that fly by. Because of you. He goes on to say here, for the Lord your God, wow, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. What a confession. This harlot, 
This harlot had a greater confession than some people that occupy a pew of a church. The Lord, He is God. In heaven above and in earth beneath. Watch this now. Don't miss this. Her confession was made only because of what she had seen from a distance. My wife and I were just talking about this this morning. There is, listen, I, as far as I know, she didn't have a Bible study going on. As far as I know, Israel wasn't sending priests out to all these cities to, to tell them what's going on and what to expect. Right? She couldn't get online and maybe uh, uh, find out what's happening. Maybe there's a YouTube video out there from, from Israelites letting them know what's going on. No, what she has noticed has only been from a distance. And she watched, she has witnessed from what they had seen, what they had heard, what, what they had been attributed to Jehovah God. And she came away with what she had been seeing and what she had been hearing. She came away with this conclusion, the Lord, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Wow, that's awesome. Don't miss what can be accomplished in a person's heart by what they see from a distance. We're talking about a personal lives. There is an individual, and I don't know if I just mentioned this. I, I told you, we, I've got a, just got a trip done. I've got all new illustrations, and here I'm going to go back to a new one, an old one, sorry. I think, I don't know how old this one is, but there's an individual out at Southwest Baptist in Oklahoma City who is driving his van into the parking lot every Sunday and just sitting from his van watching. They have, the at the time, they didn't have any live stream stuff, but they had a radio station uh, for the security that they could listen in the security vans as they went through the parking lots during the services. And this man would tune into that service through the radio. And eventually, as time went on, as weeks went on, months went on, eventually uh, they began to notice him out there and they'd say, oh, you can go ahead and come in. He goes, oh, no, I just want to stay here. And they say, okay, great. And so as time went on, they, be, they began to bring him out bulletins every week to the van. Here you go. Here's one of the bulletins. And uh, that went on for some time. I don't know how long that went on. But I know what happened eventually. One, one Sunday morning at the invitation, he got out of his van and he walked into the church and he walked all the way down. If you've been in there, it's a massive place. Walked all the way down to the front and came to Christ and got saved. You know what his words were? He said, I just sat in my van and I watched people come in and out of this church. And they were so happy. They were so happy. And he began listening. He's listening to the word of God, right? He's listening to the preaching. He's watching people's lives. Do not discount what people pick up from our lives from a distance. It could be huge, listen, or it could be utterly destructive. This woman came back with a testimony that she believed, obviously, in her heart that Jehovah God was God. Watch, not only in the heavens, like all the pagans had but also in the earth beneath, because she watched it and she heard it with her own eyes. Notice what she does next in verses 12 through 13. Now therefore I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness under my father's house and give me a true token, and, and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives 
from death. Isn't that amazing? She didn't. She wasn't introduced to Calvinism yet because she was. She was asking for everybody, for whosoever will would come. Right? I like that. Boy, I got to write that down and preach that another time. Let me mark that down. Just caught that. Yeah. She. Hey, she just wanted everybody to come in. And she, listen, she she could have given these guys up. She could have gone out and said, "Hey, guess what I have, guys? Right." I've got the spies. If we can get them now, they're done. You know, I think she didn't do that. I think she realized from her own testimony, she would have been fighting against God. And all of the other nations haven't fared very well fighting against God. And know what she did instead of fight? She said, how, how can we get in? Right. You know what? During the day you, you stop fighting, just put the hands up and surrendered unto God. Yeah. How can we get in? Yeah. Swear unto me by the Lord. By the Lord. I like that. Show kindness unto my father's house. Give me a true token that you'll save me alive. My father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, all that they have. See, she was concerned for her entire family. Why? Because the reality of God that she had in her heart, she knew. She had seen it from a distance. She had heard the testimonies. And she knew that Jehovah God was God. And because of that, she had a concern for all of those around her. Her. I wish we'd get a glimpse again of God, of the truth of the Word of God. I wish we'd get a glimpse of the truth of heaven and the truth of hell. I wish we'd get a glimpse of that again. Maybe it'd give us a greater concern for our community. Maybe it'd give us a greater concern for our family. Come on, maybe it would help us out a little bit if we looked around and saw that God is in heaven uh, and, 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 and ruler of heaven and earth and there is a judgment coming and there is a time coming when all man is going to stand before him, give an account of their life, whether they have received Jesus Christ or whether they have rejected him. And listen, it is up to us. The onus has been put upon us to get the gospel into all the world and warn the world of what's coming. Absolutely. She was concerned for her entire family. And notice this. I like this. She asked for a sign. Verse 14. And the man answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. And so she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountains, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned. And afterward may you go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. He said, Behold, look at verse 18. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's house, uh, and all thy ho- household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head and will be guiltless. And whosoever, whosoever shall be with thee in the house... His blood shall be on our head if thy any hand be upon him. And you see here the scarlet thread hanging through from the window. And when Israel sees the thread, when Israel saw that scarlet thread, they would pass the house. They would pass over that house and all that were in that house would be saved. I don't think you can get a clearer picture in the Old Testament 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Whosoever will may come. And those that are in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, here they are in Christ. Here they are, the typology, the picture in Christ, covered by the blood, safe and secure from the wrath that is about to come. And so, here's where she is. You might want to know the rest of the story. You probably already do, right? She made it out. They all made it out. I'm just going to, right, I'm going to kill the, what, what's that called when they do that? Anyway, spoiler alert. Yeah. If, listen, friend, here's another, if this is a spoiler alert, you need to read your Bible. This, this is like Sunday school time. But what I want to look at this morning, that was my introduction. I'm just kidding. Israel has learned a couple things through this encounter with Rahab. They've learned a couple things. God has given them confirmation of his will. That's good, right? Verse 23 and 24, look what it says. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came unto Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us, because of us, because of us. See that? This heathen nation of Jericho already knew some things. They already knew something. They already knew that Israel was coming. They already knew that God had given the land of Canaan. They already knew that God was working in a miraculous way. And, and because of the evident hand of God, at least for Rahab, she was ready to repent. She, was, she, what, she changed her mind. She was living her life based on a certain amount of information that she had been given that she thought was truth. She was given a new set of information which was truth. And she said, uh, I'm going to believe this truth. Right? She repented. She changed her mind. She repented. right? And she surrendered. This is what Israel knew. This is what they knew. Remember what Rahab said, our hearts did melt. There is no more courage in any man, right? Because what? They saw the evident hand of God. Because of what God had already done, she was ready to repent and surrender. What had God, do, what had God already done? Well, he brought them out of Egypt, right? He, uh, he brought them through the wilderness. Took a while, but he, got them, he, brought, he brought them through. He's bringing them to the promised land. Watch. They're at a point of great victory, and yet there was still more victory to come. Yeah. He was working through the lives of his people. Let me say it this way simply. He was working through the lives of his people to accomplish his will. You know, Israel had no idea that Jericho knew what God was doing. Do you think Israel knew? Do yeah. you think somebody came back and said, hey, they know what's going on, man? Not, not until the spies found out. Yeah. They didn't know. And many times, we don't realize that the world is watching us. You and I. 
Crimson Avenue Baptist Church. Just like Jericho was watching Israel come through the wilderness, our city, our town, is watching us. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. Could I, could I kind of draw your attention to think about what has had to overcome, be overcome, what has had to be overcome to get us to where we are this morning as a church? Pretty small church, right? I successfully ran half of it off about year number two. Alan's like, yes, you did. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Wasn't the goal. Listen, no pastor likes when somebody leaves. No. Well, maybe there might be one out there, but I don't know. I don't know of any. You're a small church. Yeah. I've buried myself. I've buried at least six in the last few years. Yeah. At least. See longtime members and uh, charter members pass away. See people moving because of this move right here. Leave? Well, before, they're, they're kind of like, uh, like uh, who was that? Uh, uh, Al Gore or something, one of those guys. They were for it before they were against it or something like that. I voted for it before I voted against it. That happens. Yeah. We had property we had to sell. To get, and to get enough money out of it to make it even doable? I don't know if you know this. Realtor came back to us on our old property and said, ah, we'll list it for like, we think, I forget, it was in the 300s. I said, ah, we'll stay. And he said, well, give us a number. I said, how about 650? He said, well, we've seen some pretty, pretty great miracles this year, Pastor. We'll, tr- we'll list it for 650. How does 625 cash sound? That worked good, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, this is what happens, right? We had land to purchase on a main highway. Do you know when we looked at this land, the first time we looked at this land, the realtor kept telling me, Pastor, you know this is going five lanes. Pastor, you know there's 300 homes being built over here on, on, on um, Cherokee, whatever. Cheyenne, yeah. Cheyenne, Cherokee, about the same. I keep, that's why I get them confused, <laughs> you know. Oh boy, don't get we're in, we're not putting this online. I'll be in trouble. Yeah. He said there's 300. He goes, you know you're going to get another traffic light at the at the bottom of the hill here. Ingress egress is going to be really simple. Yeah. And I said, well, here's what he, here's what we want to offer. Now, pastor, you know, I know we can always come up. Okay. What 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 happens? Well, we we know what happened, right? Realtor called that. Friday and said, hey, they just left my, uh, I, and I, there's so much I could tell, it's it just it'd be on. But he said, they left 15 minutes ago. They accepted your offer. <laughs> they didn't even give, they didn't even uh, give a counter offer. They just accepted it. Ah, praise the Lord. Amen. Next piece of little land, yep, same thing. Right. Then God gives us a place to meet while we're doing this craziness. Yeah. That was, boy, that was a, Blessing. We, I don't know how many of you realize that we're like, I think you did. We're like a week. I remember one, one, uh, one of the men that said, uh, hey, pastor, where are we going? I said, I don't know. I didn't. 
I mean, everything was falling through. There was nothing that was available. And I, when I talked to the owner over there, and he said, yeah, I want to help you. I was like, ooh, this is wonderful, right? And then that, remember that first space? They said no, right? He called up and he said, I'm sorry, the city won't let you meet there because, you know, there's not firewalls and stuff like this. You know, you, you know and I've told you this. You know what I've told him. I told him exactly. I said, he said, I kept saying, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about it. I said, no, this is fine. This is opposition. And I'm really excited because God's going to fix this. I don't know how, but he is. And this is just opposition. Don't, don't be sorry about it. And uh, he called back another day later. We got another spot. And of course, that big spot we got, right? And what a blessing that was. What did I tell him? Oh, three to six months. I think we're at month eight. <laughs> yeah, didn't say a word about it. Yeah. And then, can we talk about the excavation? Look at this mess that's still out there. Right? Dirt everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Infrastructure. Parking lots. Yeah. Nice parking lot, huh? Praise the Lord. Yeah. All, while, all of this while working with the city on a daily basis. <laughs> they've been good they really have been they really have been yeah can i tell you everybody who has worked on this place has known what's been going on the owners uh of where we were meeting they they know what's going on over here most of the city listen most of the city knows what's going on over here nick's a hardware definitely knows what's going on over here i mean carpenters know what's going on over here excavation companies know what's going on here hvac companies know what is going on here i mean our town has already been watching and you yeah okay i'm sure they're not just sitting out there with a notebook taking notes i understand that but they are they they know what's going on they're seeing what is going on over here they're watching what is going on over here and uh, of what God is accomplishing. And listen, and there's more to come. There's more to come. i got to be with an architect here in a couple weeks. Says, friend, we're going to... Uh, over the other side here. we got to start on something. Yeah. Don't you think they're watching? Yeah. You know what we hope they come away with? We hope that this is the goal, that they watch everything that's going on, not only just on this property, but watch in every life that is in this building, that they watch from a distance what's going on. And the only thing that they can do is come away from it and say, the Lord, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. That's what we want. Yeah. Psalm 78, the psalmist spoke about the wilderness wanderings and he said this, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Limited. You know one thing I don't want us to do? I don't want to limit God because of unbelief. Yeah. But let's not forget the ultimate goal, amen? As the world watches, as the world watches, the reason why we are here, the reason we're at this location, the reason why we are moving forward, the reason why we're continuing to try to be a lighthouse like was talked about, uh, just was spoken just earlier in a prayer. The reason we want this is, is because, because, uh, because, God, because God desires that the world comes to him and be saved. And he does it through his church. The inhabitants of Nixa, the inhabitants of Ozark, Southwest Missouri. Uh, listen, they need to look on this little, little insignificant flock. 
while the thousands are congregating over there with the smoke and the lights and the rock and roll, and the others are over here with this, and others are trying to baptize people into the kingdom, and all of this garbage is going on, we pray that God will look at a little place and do what Rahab did, and confess God and come to Him. That's, no, that's why we're here. Don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of that. That the world may know that God is real and God is right. That they may see that. That they may know that God loves them and that Jesus saves and that whosoever will may come. That they may look at this place in our lives and see that. And that we may never ever forget that the field is the world. The field, our field is the world. And it begins in our Jerusalem right here. Amen. What is the world seeing in your life? What do they see? What do they see? Can they walk away? Can they walk away and say, the Lord, he's God. He's God. May God help us to have that life. May God help us to have the testimony that the Rahabs of this world would confess that and come to him. Our Father, thank you so much for the day. Thank you for what you have done. It's marvelous in our sight. Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do. We're on a mountaintop here. And Lord, we know the work is done in the valley. And we're going to have to come down from this and get to work. We pray that you'd help us today. That we just get settled in our heart and our life. That we'd live a life that wouldn't hinder what you want to do through our life because of our unbelief, because of our, our uh, uh, obstinance, because of maybe sin in our life. We, we don't want to hinder you. And Father, I just pray that you do that work in every heart and life here today, that we'd leave this place today ready to be used by you to live a life that the world would look upon and could only confess truthfully who you are and come to you. Would you do that work in every life today? We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand this morning, if you would, please. The instrument's going to play. I don't know how the Lord has spoken to you, but the altar is open and people are praying. And God, God may want something from you this morning. Are you hindering what He's trying to do in your life? Are you hindering? Maybe it's a lifestyle pattern. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe, maybe it's just some unbelief that He's wanted you to move forward. And you've just said no. Hey, the altars are open this morning. You come and spend some time. However God has spoken to you, maybe it's been something else. Listen, you need to move. And let me say this. If we're not moving, why would we expect the lost world to move? If God is speaking to you, you need to respond to Him. You need to respond. He wants to use you this morning. He wants to use you to show the world who He is. Is there anything that's hindering what He wants to do? If you're here this morning and you're lost, I'm going to tell you this morning, God is doing what He's doing because He wants you to be reconciled back to Himself. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to be with Him.
but your sin is in the way of that. And the only way you can take care of that is by the blood of Christ. And if that's you today, you need to come today. And we can take the Bible and we can show you from the Word of God how you can know that your sins are forgiven and that you've been reconciled to God. If that's you today, you come. Amen. Well, the world is watching. They're watching us. And let's, let's just make sure. Let's make sure that uh, what they're seeing out of our life yeah, makes them acknowledge who God is and come to Him. Pretty simple, really. Let's do this. Let's close with a song. Think you can play me an F sharp? <laughs> Find page nine. Page nine. It's a good song. Now remember, it repeats. So you do that little first verse and goes right back and you do the second verse. Here, turn that thing up. I'll show you. Let me find an F sharp. Is that up? Is that right? Oh, that's close enough. We'll, we'll get it. We all know this, right? Page number nine? All right. Here we go. God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. He can save, He can keep, He can cleanse, and He will. God can do anything but fail. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. All right, I hope you believe that. Amen. You may be dismissed. Tonight, Brother Jackson will be preaching. Looking forward to that. Be back, and uh, we'll see you a little later on.